0: so earlier this week uh there was like and and i'm probably misspeaking a little bit but it like a congressional hearing where they were basically like hey guys uh so aliens are real (laughs) um not an exact quote but you know pretty close so my question tonight in their first press conference to the world what are the aliens gonna say first um Matt,
1: let's start with you. So there's two things they're going to say. One, they're going to confirm that Mitch McConnell is not one of them.
0: <laughs>
1: and two, they're going to tell us that uh, they're here to learn about us. They're not taking any of us back because we've already
0: ruined our planet. They're not. We're not ruining theirs, too. Fair. Um, mine is. Is also a slight dig at Mitch McConnell. (laughs) Um, They are going to confirm that they had nothing to do with uh, Mitch McConnell freezing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which, I mean, in all seriousness with that, um, you know, clearly, like, I don't want anything bad to happen to people, but. If something bad is going to happen to people... uh, Tabitha!
2: (laughs) You made it sound like I'm the something bad that's going to happen to people.
0: Where's the lie? Not wrong.
2: Um, I think they'd say, man, we thought it'd be a lot cooler here. You know, like, not a thousand degrees. Not on fire. And also, way more fun.
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to lie. When you first... (laughs) Pose this question. The first image that popped into my head is uh, that little alien from Men in Black. Like the face pops open and there's a little alien inside, <laughs> but, but the face was Mitch McConnell.
2: <laughs> They've been here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt,
2: Tabitha, and Lydia.
0: So we have a bunch of stuff to talk about. A lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about uh, deals with San Diego Comic-Con, which happened last weekend, and... Everybody was everybody was uh, concerned I guess between the writer strike, the actor strike, you know, but I mean, San Diego Comic-Con still kind of pulled it off. There is way more comics news that came out of it, which, you know, is nice. Um, and from some of the stories that I've heard like uh Vendor Hall, you know, was actually like it had seen, like, more foot traffic this year than they had in, like...
2: <laughs> yeah, because we've no panels for everybody to to <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, good for those vendors, but, like, yeah. that's
0: why. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I do want to start off tonight with a correction. Um, we are often wrong, but... <laughs> um, but, you know, we do also want to point things out when we're really wrong. So... So, hat tip to listener Miles, who pointed out an error that we made on a story a few weeks ago. Uh, recently, we reported on a rumor that the Star Wars series The Acolyte was getting canceled and that showrunner Leslie Headland was fired. Uh, the rumors were made by leaker and YouTuber Doomcock. That is his name. Um, and he... <laughs> <laughs> He cited a producer as a source on this story. As it turns out, neither of those things are true. Um, in fact, the same day that we're recording this, Entertainment Weekly released a story uh, on the, not only on the series, but also on the stars. Uh, also, for what it's worth, Doomcock seems to be one of those people who complains about everything. Um, a quick glance at his Twitter, or X? Are, are we calling it X? Now? Nope, it can't be. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. anyway um, a a quick look at that one profile Uh, (laughs) shows that uh, Star Wars has been ruined for him Uh, a recent tweet about the Ahsoka trailer that came out earlier this month quote if this leads straight into the sequel trilogy it's pointless I won't get excited until I know this resets canon to something I can live with so (sighs) Once again, uh, thanks to Miles for pointing that out. Um, sorry to everyone else for unintentionally misleading you. And Doomcock, don't be such a dick. You
2: know, with a name like Doomcock, he's got a small one. <laughs> it's the online equivalent of driving a really big truck.
0: With trucker nuts, right? Yeah, of
2: course, yeah. obviously. Yeah. yeah, And like really big tires. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, let's go into Trailer Takedown.
1: Let's get ready for Trailer
0: Takedown! And we have eight trailers to talk about this week. Um, Most of them premiered at San Diego Comic-Con. There were a couple that were released after the con, but I was like, I really need to include these. So here we are. Um, and I'm letting you know now. There's one of these matchups is really weird. Um, I just, recognize just one. I recognize that it's really weird, but it was all I could do. your <laughs> track of your points.
2: Yeah, I'm writing on this oh. Kleenex.
0: I, w- I I was worried you were like, uh, um, checking my math.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> do I look like I want to do math? <laughs>
0: I almost said something kind of mean. Because I'm from Hamilton County,
2: I look more like I want to do meth. I thought it, so it's
0: all right. <laughs> Thank
2: you. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> so the first matchup is uh, the Marvels versus Invincible. Um, This was... So this was the second trailer that we got from the Marvels. Um, got a little bit more information, a um, little bit more of an idea of what uh this movie is gonna be about. Uh this was the first as far as Invincible goes, this was the first bit that we saw of anything of season two. Um I really liked both of these trailers. And um the the Marvels, it you know, it got me excited. I'm super worried that it's going to get review bombed because of where, you know, how we live in this world. Um but there were a couple of moments in that trailer that genuinely made me laugh. Um, genuinely just like, it just warmed my heart. Invincible looks so badass, but at the same time, it's been about three years since season one came out. Has it really been that long? I I think it came out in 2020. Maybe it came out in 2021. Either way, it's been a long time. And to the point where like, I remember a lot of stuff. But, like, I'm almost to the point, like, I need to go back and re-watch season one just to kind of get ready for season two. Um, so, with that in mind, like, I'm actually, I'm giving the Marvels more points. I'm giving them seven versus three for Invincible. Um, I think with Invincible, as we get closer to, I'll get more excited. But, Tabitha.
2: Um I'm going to give Marvel's seven and Invincibles 3. My basis here is that I feel like Invincibles, the only thing we really got was just a list of names of like people who were going to voice characters, which was cool. Like We were both sitting there like shouting out names as they were like coming across the <laughs> screen like, oh, dang, oh, dang, that's going to be fun. But I also haven't seen the first season of this. I need to finish Miss Marvel to get caught up on the marvel universe to be able to watch marvels so either way i'm gonna have to watch something to get to watch either of these things um i'm gonna give oh i already told you seven and three yeah i see i can't even do my own math
1: <laughs> matt um yeah i this is tough because i do i do really enjoy the marvel trailer um as much as there are some songs that get used over and over again for movie trailers. This was a fantastic use of a remix of Interstellar by the Beastie Boys. Like, mm-hmm. what, a, yes. what a great yes. choice for this. Um, you get a little bit more plot in this trailer, an idea of how they all, like, why they're all coming together, what's going on. Um, still really, honestly, have no idea who the villain is. Um, I mean, yeah, you we see, see the, the villain, villain but, but yeah. who, who are they? Um, I don't know. I, this is one of those, like... I'm watching these trailers and this is, this is a trailer for a Marvel movie that makes me almost want to go back and catch up to watch this one, which there's been a lot of Marvel burnout lately. So to say that I think is something Um, this looks kind of like going back on the Marvel universe where things had a point. There was a strong plot. There was good characters, but they also had fun. Mm -hmm. Like there's some real fun lines like, I mean not to spoil anything but it's a trailer but like when um I can't remember the cat's name
0: um I think we're thinking of the same thing but yes,
1: yeah. Was that his name? I don't remember. Where like it's a flurkin is the uh-huh. is, is the creature. But he like reaches out and grabs all of those guys and eats <laughs> them and Kamala Khan is just like like screams and freaks out. And then you've got the other two, you got uh Rambo and um uh Goose. No, Brie Lars. Larson, Larson thing. The you. cat's Goose. name is Goose. The cat's name is Goose. <laughs> um, like, I can't do this. And Bree like, I'll handle it. Like, it's just great. Like those are the moments that they've been looking for coming back to in the in these Marvel movies. Um Invincible, it does look fun. Um, it looks interesting. It looks <clears throat> like a like a juxtaposition because it's like a dark thematically but light colors. Um, I don't know. It makes me want to go back and watch season one. It makes me want to read Invincible, um, which is one of those that's been on my list for way too long. Um, long story short, short I short.
0: I mean, I guess that's tonight's episode, guys. (laughs) I mean, I
1: guess that's also unexpected. So, um,
0: (laughs) so six for Marvels and four for Invincible okay well so with a score of 20 to 10 the marvels moves on it's gonna meet the winner of legend of the white dragon versus the walking dead daryl dixon um tabitha let's start with you this round
2: oh god do we <laughs> have to okay so legends of the white dragon doesn't look like a real movie <laughs> It looks like an ABC Family, like late night movie, and/or a Lifetime movie. <laughs> But with dragons and really bad CGI. Like, was the budget of this movie $7 and all of that <laughs> paid for Jason David Frank? Is that it? He got $7 and they were like, well, there goes our budget. I guess we're not going to do anything else. Also, are we going to talk about how like, they legends never die at the end of that trailer? Yeah, and that was- I was like, but sometimes they do. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you put? It's like literally says his name, and then it's like legends and everything. And I get what they're trying. I get the sentiment, but like too soon, bro. Like too soon.
0: (laughs) I vote because of that. Uh, Sometimes they do. I I vote she gets a shame for that.
2: Sometimes they do die, and he's not.
0: (laughs) To be fair, we were watching it. She said it. I was thinking it.
2: (laughs) Fine. What's the other movie?
1: The Walking Dead. Oh, I blocked it out. Okay. <sighs> Daryl Dixon goes to France. Daryl Dixon.
2: Yeah, this looks like. I mean, what is this fucking Madeline like?
0: <laughs> this is the one I should have teamed up with Heartstopper, which we'll get to later.
2: Okay, so first of all, we've already watched this. It's called The Last of Us. Except Daryl Dixon is not as hot as Pedro Pascal. Zero points. I don't know. Like this. This looks so lame. Like. They have, like, this sad, sappy, like, background, and it's it's making it look like a romance movie, and there's spicy nuns. Like, what is happening? <laughs> like, like, I just, I can't. I can't. I don't know who to give, I, five and five, because they're both equally awful. It's, it is. It's like, I wanted someone to take that trailer and turn it into a Madeline episode. like and all saying the hats off to daryl dixon's and like
0: awful yeah um yeah legend of the white dragon um i kind of saw where they were going with it and i gotta think that if jason david frank was still with us that this would look a lot different um maybe not a lot different but still um just because i'm pretty sure that he had a bigger hand in it and just other than Mm -hmm. just starring in it so you know once once he passed i'm you know they i don't i don't know but like maybe they just kind of like rushed to get it finished you know whatever um i i could see myself watching it uh but not like Going out of my way to watch it. I don't know if it's going to get a theatrical release, but it's. I don't. I don't see myself being like first in line if it does. Um. Yeah. The the legends never die tagline. I. I don't want to say that was cringy, but it wasn't not cringy. How about that? Um. Walking Dead. Daryl Dixon. Uh. I don't know. I. I kind of hope that this ends with him finally dying so that people can riot or you know whatever <laughs> um in yeah france in france yeah in france is already rioting yeah i don't yeah i <laughs> are you okay i wonder what sounds the french zombies making a a accent <laughs> <laughs> oui oui <laughs> <laughs> Can, can you say that again because I did not un- quite understand
2: you. I wonder if the french zombies have an accent. What's
0: <laughs> what's uh what's brains in french? No. Which I mean I guess the zombies in walking dead don't actively say No, they just like but...
2: I don't know. They make moany sounds or <laughs> their moany sounds going to be french. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The spicy nuns probably. (laughs) But yeah, um, Uh. I haven't cared about The Walking Dead since about halfway through season one, and so I don't care about this either. (laughs) Um, I couldn't, I I couldn't give it a complete shutout though, so I gave Daryl Dixon one point and nine points to the White Dragon, Matt. Um, so I vaguely
1: remember something about this legend of the White Dragon. And Jason Frank having a hand in making making it actually come to life? Sorry, too soon. Um. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm really glad Lydia's not here. she would be throwing things. <laughs> I'm
1: close. So I have to agree that if he was still around, it would have ended up differently than it has. Um, my thought is not a Lifetime movie, but like a like a sci-fi original um like that's very much what this what this reminds me of um it's i don't know it, it looks like it should be a like a video like straight to video type of release um daryl dixon i why would of all the characters from the walking dead why would he end up in france like that's just so anachronistic it doesn't make any sense um, yes this very much looks like the last of us but with zombies um, it, it it's a it's a it's an escort quest and those are the most obnoxious quests ever anywhere period the end um, and Daryl Dixon is a a fun cool likable character and to relegate him to said escort quest, I'm I'm ashamed that that's where they went with this spinoff. I feel like they could have done something so much better, despite the fact that we're all way past zombies at this point. Um, I'm just gonna have to split down the middle and go five and five because I neither one of these is 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 great.
2: Copycat.
0: Sorry. All right. So with a score of eleven to nineteen, Legend of the Dwight Dragon.
2: Who's Dwight? <laughs>
0: Legend of the
1: Dwight Dragon?
2: I'd watch that.
1: He is a character in Walking Dead, though.
2: Dwight? Dwight. Oh, I was thinking about Dwight from The Office. As a dragon. (laughs) (laughs) False.
0: (laughs) So, with a score of 11 to 19, Legend of the White Dragon moves on. Next matchup, uh, Lower Decks Season 4 versus Strange Planet. Um... Fun fact, both times when I was pulling up the trailer for this, I typed in <laughs> Strange World, and then uh, I got, you know, like, the YouTube results. And I'm like, no, this is the wrong strange thing. So, but anyway, um, <laughs> Matt, let's start with you this round.
1: Um, Lower Decks is just such a fun offshoot of the star Wars, star trek universe um there's there's just every time i compare it to futurama in a lot of ways because it's it's a futuristic smart funny show that pays homage to star trek and the universe and all of those things but does it in a fun light-hearted way um I did not realize we were heading towards season four already. Definitely have to go back and catch up on this. Um, Strange Planet. We talked about this when the re- when uh, the the press release hit that this was going to be a show on Apple TV. Didn't know I needed this until um, that announcement. Definitely need this even more now that I've watched the trailer. Just seeing those panels from the internet come to life is... It's fantastic. It's going to be hilarious. This will be one that I hope all the episodes are available right away because this will be a binge. Like mm-hmm. watch them all in uh, in an afternoon. Um, only because I have to catch up on on lower decks. Um, I'm going to go six points for um, strange planet and four for lower decks.
0: So I'm actually kind of opposite you when it comes to strange planet um i was super excited when i saw the um, announcement for it um with the trailer i'm really worried like i laughed during the trailer i thought I, i thought it was cute i can't wait for it but there is something in the back of my mind that is worried that this is going to be one of those shows that doesn't transfer well to a different medium. Um, and I just kind of caught glimpses of that um, with this uh, with this trailer. So I don't know. I'm definitely going to give it a shot, um, unless the first couple episodes are just god-awful. Um, I will at least watch the entire first season. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So Lower Decks... Um, yeah, I'm about midway through season three, so I need to get caught up. Um, but yeah, this, this looks fun. It, 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 hopefully it's looking like, you know, some of these lower deckers might get promoted. Um, we'll see, uh, the very end of the trailer I thought was fantastic. Cause you had, uh, Boimler and Mariner saying, you know, like, oh yeah, we need to, uh, oh yeah. Just like that, uh, Pike thing that we totally can't ever talk about. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Um, So I'm actually going to be reverse Matt. Uh, I'm giving six points to Lower Decks and four to Strange Planet. Tabitha.
2: I want to get caught up on Lower Decks because it's like one of those things that I forget that I'm watching and then it just like vanishes from my mind until I see something about it and then I'm like I immediately need to watch this again. Um, Strange Planet I'm kind of with you Mitch I'm a little concerned that it's not going to translate over well from being a comic that is so well loved into being a TV show but I'm going to give it a shot and agreed with Matt like I need this to all come out at one time so I can just binge through it Um, but I'm going to give Lower Decks 7 and Strange Planet 3.
0: Alright so with a score of 17 to 13 Lower Decks moves on. Um, Knowing what I know of Apple TV Plus, it will not all come out at the same time. Mm -hmm. Sorry about it. So Lower Decks is going to meet the winner of, and this is where I have this. This is a really (laughs) weird matchup. And you guys watched all the trailers, so you know. Um, Also in season four, Harley Quinn versus season two of Heartstopper. (laughs) So Harley Quinn um I am super far behind on this. I think I'm only midway through season 2. Um but it's also it's one of those shows that like I've been spoiled on a lot and I just recognize that it's my own fault that I'm spoiled, <laughs> so it's fine. Um so we see Harley and Poison Ivy, they are still a couple. Um but Harley is On the good side now, whereas Poison Ivy is still a straight-up villain and is also working for Lex Luthor now. Um, And so, like, we're seeing, like, the dynamic of their personal and professional relationship. Um, Harley is working a lot with the Bat family. Um, You see... So we see a lot of Nightwing. Um, There was a clip that was released today, because I guess this season's already out. Um, We see... A lot of Nightwing, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, but like so, seeing her work with the Bat Family, um, and <laughs> there was one part where um, she was like, "Well, you never told me not to kill anybody, so that's on you." <laughs> and like, it points to all of these things in the Bat Cave that says, like, you know, don't kill anybody. There's a p- pillow with like, <laughs> "Don't kill" embroidered. Like, I, it's just. I know we've said this basically every time we've talked about this series. Um, cause we've all watched at least part of it, but like this cartoon has no business being as funny as it is, but yet it is. And so that goes up against the series that, um, like if you have a cold dead heart and you watch this show and your cold dead heart is not at least five degrees warmer <laughs> than like you are just clinically dead or evil. Um, <laughs> Heartstopper, uh, it's just, it's, it just, it, it is wholesome and fun, and it's not, it's not overly adult, but it's not specifically for kids, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, Season one, I completely binged. Uh, I can't wait for this. I can't wait for season two. I can't wait for volume five of the comic, um, which is also <clears throat> coming out later this year. Um, I'm giving Heartstopper seven points. Harley Quinn three. Um, it Honestly, if I was caught up on Harley Quinn, I think that it would have been closer. So, uh, Tabitha. Um,
2: I like to consider myself clinically dead and evil, and I really enjoy Heartstopper. <laughs> <laughs> um I have not watched season one Uh, I was kind of waiting until I read the the graphic novels and now I'm caught up to issue or volume number four Um, and I absolutely love it watching the characters come alive in this trailer because I haven't watched anything from season one was so fun and like the the rooms the background the people everything looks exactly like I hoped it would so I truly need to sit down and watch season one of this um I just I don't need any more Harley Quinn in my life. Not even with naked bat. Not not, not Batwing. That's not a person. Um, it is actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it is a Batwing? Well, Nightwing. Not n- naked Nightwing. Say that five times fast. <laughs> um, I feel like this is just one of those like overly graphic to just be overly graphic things, and like. Harley Quinn as a character has never been my jam. So I'm going to give Heartstopper nine of my points. And I'm giving Harley Quinn one mostly because I love Lex Luthor. (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of want Poison Ivy's job.
1: (laughs) Matt. um, I I really want to watch and enjoy Harley Quinn, but... I, it's just a character that has been so tarnished, I guess, by public opinion and public eye and public reaction for so long that it's, it's hard. Um, It's also rough because this does look fun. Um, I like the dynamic of them working on opposite sides. Um, I liked all of the little cameos with Poison Ivy and everybody that's all the other villains that are in the office that she's working with. I, that, that made me laugh. Um, but at this point, you know, four seasons is a little, is a little much to catch up on. Um, so I, I don't know if, if, and when it'll ever happen. It'll probably have to be after the show's done and over. Um, Heartstopper. I've read all. I, I I binged all four of these graphic novels in hours. Um, it's fantastic, and this trailer just shows that they've been able to bring that graphic novel to life. Um, like Tabitha said, all the scenes, all the characters, all the interactions are feel like they just jumped right off the page, um, and that's incredible the way they've done that. Um, and again, I haven't watched season one, but you know, season one, season two, much easier to catch up on. Definitely want to get that done. Um, I'm going to go eight points for Heartstopper and two
0: for Harley Quinn. All right. So with a score of six to 24, Heartstopper moves on. All right. So now we're back to the Marvels versus Legend of the White Dragon. Um, Let's just make this um, quick and painless. I'm giving Marvels eight points, Legend of the White Dragon two um tabitha
2: uh 10 to marvels none to whatever the dragon movie is (laughs) such a long name
1: (laughs) matt um i'm gonna go with mitch eight for marvels and two for legends
0: all right so with a score of four to 26 (laughs) (laughs) the marvels moves to the finals um so the Marvels is going to win. Meet the winner of Lower Decks versus Heartstopper. Um, Matt, let's start with you this round. Ooh, this is tough.
1: I, I really don't know. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna cop out and go five and five.
0: Um, I would also cop out and go in five and five. I'm gonna give Heartstopper the edge though, only because I don't have to catch up on that one. So Heartstopper gets six, Lower Decks gets four. Tabitha, uh,
2: I'm gonna reverse, Mitch in reverse. Uh, Lower Dex is getting six, and Heartstopper is getting four.
0: <laughs> so that means a tie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the finals, uh, the Marvels versus Lower Dex versus Heartstopper. Um, Alright, so I'm giving the Marvels and Lower Dex each three points, and Heartstopper gets four. Um, again, Heartstopper, I don't have to catch up on Lower Decks. I do the Marvels. I think I should catch up on. Like, I could walk into that that movie Mm. blind, but like, I feel like I should watch Ms. Marvel. So, Uh, Matt, um, I'm gonna go three for
1: Marvels and three for Heartstopper and four for Lower Decks because even though I have to catch up, it's probably the one I'm most likely to catch up on
0: first. Tabitha, bring it home.
2: Uh, I gave Marvels 3, Lower Decks 3, and Heartstopper 4. I did what you did.
0: <laughs> Alright, so this is super close. Um, the Marvels is in third place with 9 points, Lower Decks in second place with 10, and Heartstopper wins this week's trailer takedown with 11 get
2: <laughs> skin of its
0: all right, it is time for Gut Reaction.
2: Ow! Gut Reaction.
0: And the first thing I'm, I want to talk about tonight uh, actually deals with Vault. Uh, so Vault announced a bunch of stuff at San Diego Comic-Con, including two new series. Uh, first is Something Crawled Out. It's written by Sun M and <laughs> art by Mad Cursed. Uh, it's a horror comic set in the Midwest. Uh, the story is about a woman who works at a gas station overnights. One night, her younger sister goes missing, so the woman and her best friend go searching for her, but her best friend might actually be the devil. Okay. Um, yeah. The other series is Beyond Real. It's written by a friend of the show, Zach Kaplan, um, and a team of seven different artists. Uh, Beyond Real deals with the theory that we all live in a simulation. Uh, each issue will have a different artist with their own interpretation of the world. Uh, Both Something Crawled Out and Beyond Real will be released in October. Um, Giant thumbs up, uh, even though I'm not a huge fan of horror comics. um, Something Crawled Out... Uh, sounds intriguing, and I have effing loved everything that I've read from Zach Kaplan, so I am here for it. Tabitha.
2: Yeah, giant thumbs up to both of this, especially that everything crawls out, like even though the title makes me go, I think that's the point. So thumbs up.
0: <laughs> Matt. It's man. done its job. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know. The more and more I read and get into things, uh, the more and more I just enjoy horror, so I'm absolutely here for this. Vault has produced some of the absolute best horror comics in probably the last five years, hands down. Um, the other one, I'm a little nervous about the different artists every issue because that sometimes can be a bit jarring, but at the same time, I really like the idea, so I'm still going to go thumbs up to the whole
0: thing. Matt, let's talk about most of most, if not all, of your stories deal with <laughs> teenage mutant ninja turtles. No, they not do. all of them, but most. Most of them. of them. Um. So the first one we're going to talk about is a sequel to the new movie.
1: Yes. Um. So the new movie, Mutant Mayhem, which hasn't even hit theaters yet, is getting a sequel, and a Paramount Plus series. Um. The series on Paramount Plus is going to be two seasons, and it's going to serve as a bridge between the two movies. It's going to be called Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, all of the current voice actors are set to reprise their roles for both the series and the second movie. Um, and as far as like news of all of it goes, the director, Jeff Rowe, is also coming back for the second movie. So stylistically, thematically, everything should be along the same lines. Um I, I know this art style for the movie is kind of divisive, um, but I still think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a new take, uh, bring new life to the Turtles um, that I grew up watching. So I, I'm excited for this. Um, I think it'll be fun to see what they can do with a little two-season series intentionally meant to bridge the gap between two movies. So I'm going to go thumbs up.
0: Yeah, especially with the fact that the voice actors are going to stay consistent. Um, that's really good. Um, and, yeah, and and I'm sorry, you said, did you say how long of a gap between the first and the second movie?
1: They did not say yet. Okay. No release dates for the series or for the second movie.
0: Okay. Um, but, yeah, but I mean, especially if it's a situation where there's a long gap between the first and second, um, doing this series in between is a brilliant idea. Um, Tabitha.
2: I didn't know there was a first movie, but you seem happy, so thumbs up. Oh, wait, is this the Seth Rogen thing? Yes. Oh, okay, I did know about this. I don't <laughs> care still, though, so thumbs sideways.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to assume no, but Matt, have you caught up on Radiant Black yet? I have not. Okay. No. Um, I'm going to spoil you a little bit. Okay. Um, so, Radiant Black... Um, it started its Catalyst War arc uh, with Issue 25, which came out last week. Um, issue 24. So at this point, both Marshall and Nathan are sharing the Radiant Black Powers. Okay. Um, and it comes comes to light that one of them has to take it permanently. Um, and it... <laughs> <laughs> and it led to... Um, <clears throat> leads to a fan vote where, yeah, fans got to choose which one they wanted to see as Radiant Black. So it was supposed to be revealed in issue 25. So I pick up issue 25. I'm reading it. I'm super excited. Um, I personally voted for Nathan to be uh, Radiant Black, but I see the end of issue 25 and it's Marshall who ends up with the powers and I'm like, I'm used to losing. It's fine. (laughs) Aww. (laughs) So, um <laughs> then at San Diego Comic-Con, which I guess there was some chatter about this before the con, um I missed it. But they announced so there were two different covers that came out for issue 25. Depending on which issue you bought. If you bought cover A, what If you bought cover A, um Marshall got the Radiant Black uh powers. If you picked up cover B, Nathan did and it's going to continue like that for the rest of the catalyst, uh, the Catalyst War. So, oh. yeah, and and it's not just going to be like, oh, it's the same story. It's just you know, like that one, you know, like they're just swapping out heads mm-hmm. or whatever. No, two completely different stories and two completely different artists. Wow. Yeah. Um. Thumbs up to this, uh, even though even though Kyle Higgins figured out a way to get double my money for the next six months. (laughs) Um, this, I, I don't know if this has never been done before, but if it has, it's not something that happens regularly. This is a brilliant idea. I am so here for it. Also kind of unrelated, but also announced at uh, San Diego comic-con, um, a new card game based on the massive verse, uh, will launch on Kickstarter. Um, I did forget to mention, too, that at the end of this event, we will find out for sure who won the vote. So, okay. uh, but like I said, total <laughs> thumbs up, Tabitha.
2: Yeah, I was going to get mad. I was like, that's a cop out. You just do not want to say you won. Um, it's cool, but at the same time, like super infuriating. And all I keep thinking is like, what if like the final book and like a long lengthy book series that I've been reading came out? And depending on which copy I picked up, the in- I would be so angry and full of rage and I would probably throw said book across the room and into the trash. Um, so I'm kind of of two minds with this. Like, it's really cool. And it's a really good marketing ploy. and Good for you for getting double the money. Like, double down on your money, Brett. Your money bro. Like, I get it. But, oh, that's so irritating to me. It, I'm giving this a thumbs down. I don't like this.
0: Matt?
1: I agree that it's frustrating, but it's it also, yes, probably a little bit of a money grab. But like, it's it's so clever to run them run the two stories parallel, and still get to the result at the end on who is truly going to have the powers. Um, I don't know. I, I definitely need to catch up on the Radiant Black series. Um, I don't know that this is going to push me to do that any faster. Um, but at the same time, like this is this is cool. This is fun. This is exciting. Um, Honestly, the only other time that I can ever think that they did multiple endings to things and didn't tell anybody, um, and I only know this because of my parents, but long ago and far away, the movie Clue, when it was first released mm-hmm. in theaters, they did that. There were three endings. While you, you went to three different theaters, you got three different endings. You didn't get them all until um, you know it came out on video. I don't know. I think it's fun. I'm going to go thumbs up. Thanks for trying to interrupt.
0: Well, I had to pull up notes for an upcoming story because I didn't write notes. Um, I didn't finish writing the notes that I wanted to. So sorry about that. (laughs) Anyway, um, so also it's always been, I don't know, always, but like it's a part of San Diego Comic-Con is the Eisner Awards. It's basically the Oscars for comic books. Um, the biggest takeaway for me at least, uh, the team behind Nightwing won two Eisner Awards. Uh Bruno Redondo won for Best Cover Artist for multiple covers. Um, and the creative team of Tom Taylor and Renondo uh won for best continuing series. Uh thumbs up, um not saying this just because I'm a Nightwing fanboy. I mean it's partially because I'm a Nightwing fanboy. (laughs) But um, this series, this creative team, I mean, this has continuously been a series that, like, even if I haven't touched a comic book in weeks, if I pick up a new issue of Nightwing, I'm reading it that night. Tap it
2: yeah, you're happy, I'm happy. Thumbs up.
0: Matt? Um, just
1: in general, I still think it's wonderful that they do these Eisner Awards, and that it never seems like... in It seems like in a lot of awards scenarios, it's The same people that win over and over again, or the same people that are nominated. And that doesn't feel like that with the Eisners, that they spread the love around. They actually recognize the work done. Yeah, just thumbs up for the whole thing. Um, Matt, let's talk about The
0: Last Ronin.
1: So The Last Ronin was a IDW Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. Um, which I don't know that I knew this, but it focused on Michelangelo literally being the last turtle. Um, That series is over, but San Diego Comic-Con announced that there is going to be a sequel, Last Ronin 2, Re-Evolution. The same creative team is coming back, same writers, same artists, everything. Uh, But the new series is going to shift away from Michelangelo and look more towards... Um, the Turtles that were introduced in the last pages of the first miniseries, which are Yi, Uno, Odin, and Moja. Um, so their current training is part of a prequel series called The Lost Years and a one-shot <laughs> called Last Day. Um, but uh, it, it's going to take place years after the, the this first miniseries, The Last Ronin. First issue releases December 13th. Um, I've wanted to read Kevin Eastman and Laird's turtle series for basically forever. I almost feel like last Ronin in this new series might be a jumping off point and then, you know, travel backwards. Um, this, this might be the one that finally gets me to, to jump in, but, um, I'm excited for this. I think this looks fun. and looks cool. I'm glad they're being able to tell this story. So thumbs
0: up. Um, I'm giving this a thumb sideways. <laughs> uh, I have most of, if not the whole um, first miniseries with The Last Ronin. Um, I feel like I ended up not getting like the last issue or whatever. But all that aside, um, I have all the issues. I've only read issue one so far. So it's like, this is cool. I'm I'm glad. But at the same time, I'm like, am I going to pick it up? I don't know. Tabitha.
2: Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no no horse in said race, but
0: there's no horses involved.
1: There's
2: uh-huh. turtles. Oh.
0: And and well, is Splinter Splinter's probably not. I don't think Splinter's around. I do anymore. like rats.
2: So I thought I'm sideways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so <clears throat> Marvel announced um, a new event at San Diego Comic Con: Gang War. While it's not going to be a there's there's not going to be a self-titled series for this event, uh, it's going to take place with miniseries centered around uh, the characters involved, including um, Peter Parker, Miles Morales, Luke Cage, uh, Shang Chi, Daredevil, and Wonder Woman. I'm sorry, not Wonder Woman. Different. I was like, wait a
2: minute. I was like, who invited her?
0: There's the gang war. (laughs) Spider Woman. There we go um the event is street level and will follow new york city criminal masterminds as the fight for control um or for the fight for control um i am giving this a thumbs sideways um on the one hand um i'm glad that it's a street level event and not like oh gosh the universe is about to explode type of event because we've had a lot of those lately um that said I do not care about this event at all, even with, you know, even with Peter Parker. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm good. So, while I don't care about it, it's also nice to have another event that I don't care about. <laughs> I'm not spending money. So, I really should give it a thumbs up. But, temp
2: I'm glad this event you don't care about is helping you save money. So, thumbs up for that. I did just realize that I have turtle earrings in today. You do. <laughs> I was subconsciously prepared for (laughs) today
1: matt (laughs) um i am with you in regards to not caring about this marvel event um i'm a little confused about being street level when three spider people are involved um and they're definitely (laughs) not street level um i don't know miles um daredevil those are characters in the marvel universe i do like and i care about but at the same time i it's it's been hard to be interested or invested in one of these marvel events for quite a while so it's summertime it's what they do but at the same time i think maybe
0: it, it, it's time to try something different uh i'm gonna go thumbs down Uh, DC also announced an upcoming event. Uh, This one's going to take place in November. Uh, It is called Titans Beast World. Um, So it's going to be... So it's written by Tom Taylor and art by Ivan Rice. Um, So obviously with Titans, it centers around the Titans. Um, And then also Beast Boy, um, who basically... With this mini series, they are, if I'm reading this correctly, they are fighting Starro, which is an intergalactic, you know, mm-hmm. starfish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and to combat it, Beast Boy turns into his own version of Starro. And the way that I'm understanding it, he gets stuck as Starro. Um, I'm giving this one a thumbs up uh, again, like. For the most part, I have loved everything that Tom Taylor has written. Um, there are A couple of his comics I don't really care about, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so I love that. I love what he's been doing with the Titans. Um, just in general, this sounds fun. And to have an event centered around Beast Boy, I- I'm here for it. So thumbs up. Tabitha.
2: Yeah, this actually sounds fun. Not that I'm going to randomly get invested in a comic book event just for this. But Mitch, if you would be so kind as to keep me posted on what's happening, I would appreciate it. Because I'm interested now.
1: we Will do. Matt. Yeah, as much as I just said, I'm over the whole um, comic book event thing. Um, this is just a fun, weird take on it. Um, and it also seems a little more self-contained and less... Um, I Like all-encompassing as most of them end up being um so uh, this sounds fun i would go thumbs up for this one um matt let's talk about biker mice um so oddly enough i actually remember watching at least a couple episodes of this series um biker mice from mars was a cartoon series that debuted 27 years ago ow that was just me getting older (laughs) it's fine your hip, break? Like, I, like, I was writing my notes on this, and all I could think of is like, So it's gonna crawl out of the sewer because it's been 27 years. <laughs> anyway, um, Ryan Reynolds is going to co produce this reboot of the series. Um, he is a motorcycle enthusiast, and along with the uh, as they put in the article, rash of um, 90s nostalgia that's happening, um, he just felt like this was a natural fit to make a reappearance. Um, Fubo, who is the TV service, is also signed on to co-produce along with Ryan Reynolds. Um, they did talk to the voice actors, uh, during San Diego Comic-Con this past weekend. And Rob Paulson, uh, is on board for voicing the character if asked. Nice. Um, so nothing other than speculation and the fact that Ryan Reynolds is basically going to say, hey, we're going to make this happen. But, uh i don't know this is fun and quirky i
0: let's go for it thumbs up i'm i am i i'm torn uh i remember biker mice from mars i don't know that i ever watched it i knew that it was a thing though um slightly unrelated and i thought about including it with my stories this week but I, i just didn't i i also read where ryan reynolds is bringing back alf so there's oh. that. Um, are they, are I, they related? <laughs> maybe. Um, a cat eats the biker mouse, and then Alf <laughs> eats the cat. Um, I. Uh, um, <laughs> there's so many sounds. I'm going to go thumbs up. Uh... It's weird. I don't know that we need it, but if anybody's gonna make it successful it'll probably be ryan reynolds tap them
2: i think i'm too young to know what this is i have no memory of this either that or we just didn't have the kind of tv <laughs> <laughs> one or the other yeah. uh both um i'm gonna go some sideways because I, like mitch said i feel like if anybody can make something popular that may have not been popular it's probably
0: ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> so a few weeks ago um we talked about um Representative Robert Garcia showing up to Comic Con uh, to launch the Popular Arts Caucus. Um, unrelated, but he also um, led the public hearings on UFOs. So, that we kind of talked about earlier in the show. It's still so weird that, like, we had this huge discussion on UFOs and, like, <laughs> everybody's just kind of like, eh, yeah, <laughs> we knew. Yeah. I mean, Thanks for confirming. Duh. <laughs> I mean, if this happened before... Definitely before 2020, but even if, if it happened before 2016, I think that we would all have like a much <laughs> yeah. different reaction, but like we're just all exhausted. <laughs> we're
2: sweaty. We're tired. We're drowning in the polar ice caps. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Aliens
2: are the least of my worries right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, anyway, with the Popular Arts Cau- Caucus, um, it attracted 20 lawmakers from both sides of the aisle. Um, and these lawmakers, they have an interest with movies, TV, gaming, as well as the issues that affects, uh, affects those uh, mediums. So, Garcia said, uh, It's recognizing that the popular arts dominate so much of the American economy and the local economy economy um think about uh what the biggest movies are it's marvel blockbusters it's star wars it's dc uh so this caucus it's going to um it's going to look at copyright issues uh, also things like piracy artificial intelligence um as well as labor in all of these facets uh giant thumbs up we kind of talked about this like i said a couple weeks ago and it's it's so cool um and it's it's awesome that it's this thing that like yes we all pay attention to but it is one of those industries that like we don't really pay attention to behind the scenes and so it's really cool that we are getting that of
2: yeah giant thumbs up for this this is super cool
0: matt yeah i'm glad they're paying attention
1: and they're taking these things into account um it needs to happen. So thumbs up.
0: Matt, let's talk about X-Files. Uh,
1: so Ryan Coogler is in some ways adding his name to that list of um, actors, directors, creatives um, that when it comes to nerd properties can kind of do no wrong. Um, he was mentioned um, by X-Files creator Chris Carter who appeared on CBC's On the Coast radio show. Um, Because during that interview, uh, Chris Carter revealed that he had spoken with Coogler, um, who already has plans to reboot the X-Files. Reopen the X-Files? Yeah, reopen the X-Files. He's planning to do it with a diverse cast, um, which in this time and place is essential. Um, there's really nothing more to this other than the fact that Kugler has said he wants to do this. And now Chris Carter, the creator of the X files has officially mentioned that they've had a conversation. So will anything come of it? Who knows? Um, but I want to believe so thumbs up.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this a thumb sideways, uh, for just a couple of reasons. First off, uh, X files, when it premiered, I was still at that age, like, I'm not gonna lie, X-Files scared me. It did, <laughs> it did. Um, that was the point, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but like, it didn't scare me in a way that made me want to come back for more. Like, mm-hmm. Are You Afraid of the Dark scared me, but every week I was here for it. It wasn't the same with X-Files. Um, so I did. I don't have that att- the the same attachment to the series that a lot of people have. Um, also, it's just there's. There's too much unknown right now. Um, Once we get closer and once we get some more details, uh, I I would more than likely change my mind. But Tabitha.
2: So two things. Childhood Tabitha's comfort show was the X-Files.
0: That explains so
1: much. I know, right? Um, I mean, adult tab of this comfort show is the X-Files.
2: And Criminal Minds. Yes. (laughs) These are my comfort things. Um, I'm kind of of two minds with this one as well, because while I love the X-Files, there are some things I think that are best left with the original, and like I feel like nothing, no matter what they do to it, no matter who's behind it, no matter who's on it, is going to stand up to the original for me. And it would always just be like a giant letdown because I would be looking at it wanting that nostalgia and that like old X-Files feeling that I get. And you can't recreate that. Like unless you literally are like, hello, David (laughs) Duchovny,
0: you got a minute?
2: Like you're not going to get like... (laughs) Molder, it's me. <laughs> you're not gonna... Thank you. You're not gonna get, like, that same feeling. Like, if we don't have those two, like, I don't... Yes, I don't... Yeah, I don't the aesthetic it. is gonna yeah. be different. So, I'm um, gonna go thumb sideways, because, like Mitch said, we don't know a lot yet, and, like, things, like, right now, we're not in, like, you know, a good place for new shows to be being created. <laughs> <True>. So... <laughs> thumb sideways.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... San Diego Comic Convention, uh, which is the parent company behind San Diego Comic-Con, um, is collaborating with Entertainment Cruise Productions to launch Comic-Con The Cruise. Uh, it's going to take place uh, February 5th through 9th, 2025. Um, it will take uh, take fans from Tampa to Cozumel um, on board Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas um, prices start at $990 per person for a double occupancy room which includes all performances, interviews, parties, events, and meals. Um, hmm, I... Going thumbs down. Um, mostly because we all know Con ConFunk. <laughs> That I was thinking the, the same seems, thing. I mean, gone, gone crud. Yeah. <laughs> oh. To be fair, I've I've never been on a cruise or anything like that, so I don't know if I get seasick. I I, I don't know, but um, being being around con funk, uh, potential con funk um would only increase the chances of seasickness for me
2: tabitha yeah i was thinking the same thing i was like oh this would be oh the smell (laughs) 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 Uh, the prices seem fairly reasonable and i also feel like a lot of cons have gone this way in the last couple of years crime con for example has now gone the way of the cruise
0: um i would be a good place for a murder
2: they do murder mysteries yes. on board, um, which seems a little inappropriate considering how many people are killed on cruise ships every year, but whatever. Um,
0: it's a lot. That's um, a statistic I didn't know. You're welcome. um Be careful if she ever says, hey, let's go on a cruise. That would
2: never go on a cruise. Matt can't swim.
0: <laughs> True. Eyes on a boat.
2: <laughs> uh,. As much as I want to go on a cruise, and as fun as I think this could be, the potential for the overwhelming ode to con is too much for me, and I can't get past it. Thumbs down.
1: Matt? You have to agree that the price is not exorbitant, um, but I'm not here for nerds on a boat. Thumbs down.
2: Well, it's like the love boat.
0: <laughs> right.
2: Or Gilligan's Island.
0: So... Matt, you have our last story of the night. Um, Tabitha, you said you're not here for O de Funk. Um, are you here for O de Pizza scented Xbox controller?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. In fact, I'm going to leave. <laughs> uh,
0: um, I
1: mean, if you follow Xbox Game Pass on Twitter, you could enter to win one. No, thank no. you. No, um, Xbox is giving away limited number. They've not said how many. Um, of ooze green
2: oh i just gotta say ooze
1: pizza scented x wireless xbox controllers um it has a built-in scent diffuser which is shaped like a piece of pizza attached to the back of the controller (laughs) the pictures of these are just they're they're not good they're not good Especially because some of the pictures are people, like, sniffing them. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> um, there are four variations, because, of course, um, each of them represents the color, the weapons, and the personality of the four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And if you are so inclined, you know, Xbox Game Pass on Twitter, or whatever it's called anymore... Um, the contest runs from July 24th through August 13th to get your greasy hands on these.
2: <laughs> okay, but what about like when the smell runs out? Does it come with like a backup
0: cartridge? I don't know. Also, how long does <laughs> the smell last? Is it like an air freshener in your car that lasts like 30 days? Like yeah. You put a new
1: piece of pizza in the diffuser. And <laughs> <it is. laughs>
2: oh, oh. oh, that's going to smell so bad. Why are they got to smell it? Like <laughs> so, oh. Their so marketing team is fired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> does it does it smell like a certain type of pizza? Like, it, it doesn't say. Mm. It, yeah, th- if it's whole...
2: like ham and pineapple pizza or like pepperoni pizza, those two pizzas smell vastly different. I
1: mean, yeah. this whole article is full of puns. It's just, you know, satisfy your hunger, um, you know, designed to deliver the smell of Turtles' beloved meal.
0: Um, it's just... Yeah. yeah, yeah, it seems kind of crusty. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, it looks like you can take the diffuse the scent diffuser off,
0: and just use the controller. Well, then can you transfer the scent diffuser to your car and have that, be your, <laughs> and have that be your air freshener? Maybe I don't know. It's this is
2: like. Almost, but not quite as bad as the fuzzy controller.
0: I was about <laughs> to bring those up. Uh-huh. So, oh, well,
2: I get chills every time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I develop goosebumps. Oh.
0: So nunchuck to your head, um, the pizza controller or the fuzzy Sonic controller. You have to play with one
2: pizza because I can- I physically cannot. <laughs>
0: Like the the
2: thought of touching the fuzzy controller fills me with such rage and doom that I can't like rage be, and doom. There would be no way. Like I would rather cut off my hands. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just ugh. I can't stop the heat about it now.
0: <sighs> I kind of want for the <laughs> controller. To be just a little greasy? Oh, It will be. I mean, it's gonna be. It will be. Yeah, but like, by default. Just be Uh. a little greasy? Uh. (laughs) We've done too much damage, and I need for Tabitha to not throw up all over my carpet. um, Because, A, I'm not gonna clean it up.
2: Neither is Tabitha.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. I mean... Well, I was going to say, on the one hand, I'm only going to be here for, like, another week, but on the other hand, I do still have a lot of stuff in here, and <laughs> so I don't want a vomit-scented <laughs> controller. <laughs> so... Um, I know that we haven't been super consistent on episodes lately, but we will for sure not have an episode next week, uh, because like I said, I'm moving, um, so yeah, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, um, and then, yeah, actually, when we come back, it'll be our anniversary. Oh, it will be. Yeah. So.
2: How many years have we been doing this?
0: This is eight
2: now. <sighs> We're yeah. old, y'all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We're very old. All right, it's past our bedtime. And I need some metamucil.
2: I need my sinus spray. (laughs) You (laughs) do.
0: Say
1: bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye, everybody.
2: I hate you.
0: That's going to do it for this episode of The Geek Awakens. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail.com.
2: It would be a shame if you didn't follow us on Facebook and Instagram at thegeekawakenspodcast or on Twitter at geekawakens.
0: Theme music
1: created and produced by E. Cannon Beats.
2: Our logo was designed by Shay McCain.
0: Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. We're boldly gone.